Welcome to the Taxing Subjects Podcast. I'm Ryan Norton. Well, if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, audio only version, then you probably noticed there was no theme song if you are a regular uh, listener. And if you're watching this on drakesoftware.com, my surroundings are just a little bit different. And I bet you know why. Due to the coronavirus epidemic, working from home, and after talking to the taxing subjects team, we tried to come up with ways to make sure that the podcast would be able to give you all the information you need and how to make that happen from my home office, which you can see at the background. Um, one of the things that came up was, you know, do you use a title card? Um, some late night hosts have been having their children contribute drawings. So they did suggest that we try that. And so I asked my daughter to do a drawing for us and let me get it. Now, if you're listening to the audio only version, I'll just have to describe it, you know, good podcast content here, but it's a lot of uh, deep greens and it's, it's pretty aggressive if I do say, but Maybe it'll work. Let's see. Now, what I didn't mention is that my daughter's two years old. So while she is extraordinarily talented, I, I don't know that that will work for next time. But with all that said, let's get to why you're here, which is addressing coronavirus updates for the tax industry. So we'll just jump into that. Today's episode, I'm gonna cover things like delayed state income tax filing deadlines, the CARES Act authorized economic impact payments, and some temporarily suspended IRS services. But first, let's talk about P10 application and renewal fees. On Thursday, April 16th, the Federal Register included proposed rulemaking that would reduce the cost of applying for or renewing a paid tax identification number from $33 with a $17 third-party fee to $21 with a $14.95 third-party fee. As I noted in the Taxing Subjects blog that covered this, which you can conveniently read by visiting dregsoftware.com, backslash blog, lower overhead for paid tax return preparers. That's normally your key takeaway, but its inclusion in the federal register signals that tax professionals could once again be required to pay to get their P-10. Here's what happened. P-10 fees temporarily went away when the DC district court ordered the IRS to stop the practice following its 2017 decision which was overturned two years later by the DC District Court of Appeals, reinstated the IRS's ability to charge a fee. Since public comments end on May 18, 2020, P-10 application and renewal fees could be in place by the end of the year. Now, onto those coronavirus updates. We're going to start with the delayed filing deadlines for state income taxes. 
When the federal individual filing deadline was moved to July 15th, it was expected that states with an individual income tax would follow suit. Now, while not all states matched the federal deadline, many did give their taxpayers an additional three months to file and pay. For a full list of updated state individual income tax filing deadlines, visit the Did COVID-19 Change My State Individual Income Tax Deadline page on drakesoftware.com. And as for those economic impact payments, there has been some confusion surrounding them. So the economic impact payments, those were authorized by the CARES Act to mitigate financial hardships arising from stay-at-home orders that have closed many American businesses. Some questions popped up. How much money is this thing worth? How do I qualify? Well, let's go through what the IRS says. The economic impact payments are worth up to $1,200 per qualifying individual or $2,400 for married couples filing jointly with an additional $500 payment for each qualifying dependent that is younger than 17 years old. Now, the IRS determines eligibility for economic impact payments based on a social security number holding filers adjusted gross income or AGI. And the eligibility thresholds are as follows. $75,000 for individuals, $112,500 for heads of household, and $150,000 for married couples filing jointly. Filers whose AGI exceeds those amounts could still be eligible for a reduced payment. The IRS says economic impact payments are reduced by 5% of the amount that your gross income exceeds those thresholds. Initially, the IRS said it was going to use AGI listed on tax year 2018 and 2019 returns to automatically determine eligibility, meaning qualifying taxpayers would not have to do anything to receive their economic impact payment. That remains true for those who filed returns in the past two years, but there was some concern that qualifying Americans who don't normally file a return might not receive a payment. To address this problem, the IRS has a number of solutions. First, they're going to get qualifying information for non-filers from government agencies that are paying certain benefits. Second, they were going to develop two tools, the non-filers enter payment info here and get my payment online applications. And those would let people use them to either enter information to then qualify or to track the status of a pending economic impact payment. Third and finally, they're going to work with tax software companies to create simple EIP returns. Now, by working with government agencies like the Railroad Retirement Board and Social Security Administration, the IRS says that railroad retirement, Social Security, Social Security Disability Insurance, Supplemental Security Income, and Veterans Affairs beneficiaries will automatically receive a $1,200 economic impact payment. There is one wrinkle. If these beneficiaries can claim a qualifying dependent to receive that additional $500, well, they will need to report some information to the IRS. 
And if the initial $1,200 payment is already on its way, those beneficiaries currently cannot use the IRS.gov online reporting tools. That means filing an EIP return. For more information about economic impact payments, be sure to check out the Economic Impact Payment Information Center on irs.gov. And finally, a number of IRS services have been temporarily suspended due to the IRS mandating its employees work from home. That was to protect against the spread of coronavirus. And here's the list of services as of this recording that you cannot use. Processing paper tax returns, live phone support, mailing physical copies of forms and publications, and processing taxpayer correspondence. The IRS has also suspended practitioner priority services, which means that tax professional specific services and centralized authorization file requests are temporarily unavailable. And that's it for today. Stay safe. And I'll see you all on the next Taxing Subjects podcast.